your friend's routine about Bill Cosby in jail. Oh, yeah. That's what was, uh... Is he entertaining cigarettes for the uh, feed? This I sound like Bob Dylan. <laughs> a little bit. Feed the cigarettes. I traded every last <laughs> cigarette I had. So, am I peaking now? No, no. It's just when you when you would speak forcefully into the mic. No, no, no. I I took a bunch of um, LSD earlier. Oh, and are you peaking? Yes. Yeah. Oh, you tell me. I think I am peaking. It's like, is my head on fire yet? <laughs> Can you imagine doing drugs now? Um, I can't. What do you mean, being almost 50? Yeah, well, however old we are. And, and, and they just like, hey, I'm just going to go out to nature you know, and do some... Do some mushrooms or yeah. LSD. Or... It's mushrooms. It hasn't been that long since I did mushrooms, I'll confess. Oh, there you go. It was... Uh, not a bad experience. I'd never had done it, so I was oh. just tried it out. I tried it out, really liked it, so I did it you know, a few more times. Great. But it's the kind of thing that, like, if you're not doing it, you don't really feel that much like doing it. You know, it's like, Right, right. I, it's the only one of the few drugs that I ever had that was not habit-forming for me. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Uh-huh. Yeah, it tastes so terrible. I had to really work it up to, like, you know, get it up to, like, swallow this shit. Why do you want to eat something like this? It tastes well, awful. Well, it's grown on cow shit. What? <laughs> what um, if it was grown in like human excrement? Probably you could do that. So much worse, though. Yeah, you know, human excrement is so much. Well, it depends. If the human was just eating grass, maybe it wouldn't be so bad. But since right, hu- humans do eat that. things like ho-hos, chili con carne with um, ho-hos, and it's a high fat content, and like queso, that's what makes it uh, so creamy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's the best word for it, but I hate that word for it. Creamy, really? Creamy for 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 uh, for excrement it sounds. Yeah, because I guess it's because we kind of like um, it sounds like a, like something like a recipe name, you know. I always wonder like like pick a food and then imagine what your shit would be like if all you ate was that food for like thirty six hours. Like if you only ate, I a, probably know the answer to that. For several <laughs> foods like Skippy pe- like a jar of Skippy peanut butter, no bread, no jelly, no anything else. Just Skippy peanut butter. Mm-hmm. What would your shit be like? Well, you know what it would be like. It would be. Uh, it would. It would. I mean, sticky is how I would. I would. I would say it's probably going to be sticky. Yeah. How about um? Pleasantly so. How about a box of um Hostess powdered donuts? If you ate nothing but Hostess yeah. powdered donuts. Yeah, I know what it would be like. What? It'd be like little circles? No, it'd be like like fluffy yellow globs. Yellow, <laughs> yeah. Whoa, man! I, my my system doesn't really turn anything yellow. Here's another one. How about if all you ate was sperm? Oh right, uh, I'll have to ask the wife. <laughs> I always kind of wondered about that, and I would I would ask people like, say, somebody gave somebody gave people like sixty blowjobs. Now this must have happened, like someone sixty blowjobs. Yeah, something like that. And then what does their shit look like? And I always imagine it would be kind of like marbled, like a really fine ribeye steak. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's how you get the best flavor. Is maybe finally well marbled. Maybe um one of our listeners. Has eaten has turned who hasn't turned off the show already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're the last remaining listener and uh, you and have you an have opinion, yeah. want to weigh in. Oh no, there they go. They've oh, turned well. it off as well. Shit. It's just you and me. Great. Yeah, I I think uh, I prefer it. That it way. reminds me of the uh, that old what do you, I guess it was an urban myth, but they would say that somebody got their stomach pumped like uh, Mick Jagger. Or, yeah, and they found two quarts of semen. Like how how. <laughs> Do you, uh, I mean, that's a lot of... Wait, 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 did you, was you rode fr- the same school bus as I did yeah, in the seventh was, grade? Well, it was always from the same guy, though. It's like, it was full of Mick Jagger's cum. Full of Rod, <laughs> Rod Stewart had his stomach pumped because he was full of Mick Jagger's cum. Like, How, I mean, it's impossible to cum that much before the other cum digests, you know? Right, I mean, right, like, it, right. nobody comes a cup. And even if they did, you could cum two cups yeah, and, and still... still you wouldn't need your stomach pumped. No. You could, yeah, so, like, <laughs> needing your stomach Fucking, what are you, some kind of fucking homo? What's wrong with your digestive system, you know? Digest. Right. That come. Now, I had always... pumped like it's poison. I'd always heard that story, but I never heard that it was someone, like, it was specifically someone else's sperm, just that, like, Rod Stewart had his stomach pumped, and there was, like, 
two quarts or so he, whatever. He was just sucking some miraculous amount of, of dick. Yeah. And, and, and even at that. But it would be easy enough to throw up. You, you wouldn't would, need to get your stomach pumped. There would be no reason to throw up or get your stomach pumped. <laughs> I That's mean, if you thing. wanted to throw it, if you were like, oh, it's like you ever eat oh a I have a whole belly full of sperm. Oh, it's How full kinda... are you after you eat a milkshake? You know what I mean? Like, uh, even that is more yeah. content than, true, than, than, than semen. Now, I'm not saying I would rather drink a big cup of sperm, but I'm saying that it's not a medical issue. You could issue. manage it. Yeah, you could I, manage I'm it. pretty sure I could hold it down, yeah. <laughs> if, if we got fuckers eating 73 uh, hot dogs... Yeah, you should be able to. Well, what if it's home. what if you drink a whole a whole like, you know, like a quart of it, and then it turns out it's spoiled. It's like gone. It's it's gone off. It's the sperm. It, it's yeah, like it was I, left. I'm, it was I'm left in a counting on it being spoiled. <laughs> <laughs> a, but you know, a gallon of milk, people can't keep that down, and they'll. You've seen these videos where people just projectile throw up these gallons of milk that they try to drink. Yes, I have. Have you ever heard of the GoMad diet? No. Gallon of milk a day. Yeah. It's like for like people who want to like put on tons of weight, like weightlifters and stuff like that. Oh, sure. Yeah. So, Go mad. Yeah. That's the best way to do it. Just all you need to do is drink a gallon of milk a day. Gallon of milk a day. Yeah. And then they, they take the, the first letter from each word and then they make it say go mad. Yeah. But it's it, it, it's, but a, I don't it's think a much more exciting sounding yeah. diet than it actually is. Now, you only have a gallon of milk a day? I don't know. I think you, in addition else? to everything else. Oh, and, well, Christ. And you don't ridiculous. have to guzzle it all down at once, I think. The idea is just... It's you, impossible, you just, apparently, to do that. I don't think anybody can do that. What, guzzle down a whole... A gallon, gallon of, milk of milk without stopping and, and not throw up. I think it's impossible. Yeah. It's allegedly impossible. Could you eat, eat a gallon of ice cream without... How many milk? pints are in a gallon? Uh, eight. Okay, yeah. I mean, I've never so eaten that. I guess, it, like, Maybe with not. sperm, it would be called the go-sad diet. Just like, and there's nothing sadder than that. Just somebody like who consumes a gallon on, of cum a day. I mean, that's a lot of that's a lot of blood. That's drops. a lot of money. I mean, <laughs> well, that's true. I, I mean, mean like you would really you would have to really money. spend a lot of money to do that. Yeah, that <laughs> cost you a fortune just in NDAs. <laughs> true. Uh, from the smallest room in New York City comes a show that gives you a reason to live. In Queen Supreme Court, a Russian dominatrix is on trial for attempted murder. Described by Chris Perez, writing for the New York Post, as a fur-loving temptress from Brooklyn, 42-year-old Victoria. I need your help on this name. Joining me now, Seth Barron. Oh, hey, guys. How do I say it? Nasirova? Let me see. Where is it? Nasirova? Nasirova. Been a dangerous menace for years. And, And not just here, in Russia. She befriended an older woman who'd recently come into a little bit of money from the sale of her deceased mother's home, and she sought to isolate the woman and manipulated her into into, uh, distancing herself from her friends one by one. And the woman disappeared. And a month later, her remains were discovered badly burned in a village next to Nasirova's hometown. All it was was basically a skull and a leg and uh, charred remains... They gave the daughter a box and said, here's your mommy. Surveillance video captured uh, the brunette uh, Nasirova's rental car with a lifeless, uh, you know, woman buckled into the passenger seat. Uh, the woman just one time uh, was uh, Ala Alasinko. Nasirova. They questioned her there, they, uh, and they hooked her up to a lie detector, uh, but they were suspicious, and pending results... They released the bird. Now, what police didn't know hurt them. Uh, the discovery came later. The cunning killer had an ace in the hole in a dirty cop whose dirty cock had found a place in the hole of the killer's cunt. Oh. And so slow walked the investigation. He later admitted hitting it one day after cops had searched the dead woman's apartment. Huh. Only after she'd murdered Allah, he said. So having ripped off the dead lady for 17 grand in cash and jewels, some ID, important bank papers, and a bottle of the dead lady's favorite booze, Hennessy, uh, Nazarova crashed with a gal pal before making her way out of the country. Shortly after her mother went missing, uh, you know, uh, this, this daughter and her brother... 
they began getting some creepy text messages from an unknown number impersonating their dead mother. New phone, who dis? <laughs> said, don't look for me and let me live mine. Uh, another one said, I am happy now. My life is good. I will pray for you. And then finally, this one, sweetie, don't worry about me. I'll notify you about where I am soon enough. <laughs> yeah, th that's a common thing I've noticed when people kill other people and then they take their phone and try to leave like messages of, of farewell. And they can never really <laughs> it never sounds be convincing good. at all. No. Yeah. Wait, wait, so did the cop... The cop was banging her while the investigation was going on? Yeah, right after they searched the woman's house. Now, couldn't he get in trouble? Is that going to be like Oh, he's suspended. He was suspended. Yeah, but why isn't he under arrest? It sounds like he's an accessory after the fact, an obstruction of justice. Right. I mean, you know, uh, it, I suppose that these things go in steps. Uh, you know, I don't know what ended up happening to that guy. All they said was that he was uh, he was suspended later that year. They should give Huma Abedin immunity. As you can imagine, the daughter was in a dither when the killer of her mother settled near her home. The two were practically neighbors in the borough so violent, they named it Brooklyn, uh, when Nazarova hid in plain sight. Uh, she uh, went on a spending spree with her ill-gotten funds, flaunting furs and posing against the Big Apple skyline. Uh, the daughter said... Well, that's like every Russian woman. <laughs> They do have a thing. Here I am there. on Staten <laughs> Island, Staten Island ferry. If Look you at me. If you don't have anything, then why do I want to spend with you? Uh, the uh, it's uh, she says it's unbearable to know you're living next to the person who took everything from you. The woman who killed your mom is walking around enjoying life in the same city as you. This woman came all the way from Russia to live in the same area as the daughter. Nazarova was arrested in May 2016, according to the New York Post, for stealing two furs from a Century 21, totaling $531.77. What? But cops hadn't connected her to the murder abroad yet, according to sources. Wait, wait you can they sell furs at Century 21 that cost $300? Well, there's two of them, you like know. Cat uh, fur, squirrel two, fur? Two furs. That she, got two, she got a two fur. Uh, for uh, 531 Okay. $77. So, like, what would that be? Uh, I guess they, we could assume it was on sale. I, Century 21, is, I always thought, like, not really, a, it's more of a discount store, right? Well, it's like, they. it's a discount store for, like, um, kind of nice, night, you know, like, you know, well, I guess not exactly luxury, but, yeah, I mean, you can buy some pretty, sometimes I've been in there and I'll be like, here's a shirt, in a rack, and it's like original price nine hundred eighty dollars, marked down to five hundred forty dollars. It's like, yeah, well, I don't really want to buy a, like you know, the kind of shirts that like, you know, it, there's something a little euro trashy about it, right? To I use know. a, a racist derogatory term. Well, it's about time. Uh, the e word. The uh, a, a private dick then who was uh, a retired NYPD detective. He was finally hired by friends and family of the dead Russian lady, and he managed to track her, the uh, killer, by her Facebook page, by some posts Sweet. on Facebook, leading, uh, leading to her arrest for the murder. Well, not well, her arrest for the murder came later, you see. You see, this woman is like a real problem. Uh -huh. Court documents show Nasarova has a record of committing fraud at least twice. She's busted for shoplifting. She even forged numerous degrees and used fake diplomas in an attempt to use her boyfriend's death certificate to claim his inheritance in Moscow. Uh, she this also, woman's like uh, bad news. We've got to. We're just getting started. Her stat. I mean, there's so much more. Uh, Nasarova also faces charges including uh, possession of stolen property and uh, three grand larceny charges in connection with her alleged drugging and robbing guys that she met through dating sites online. She doesn't miss a trick. We have to make sure, though, that um, we have to block her. We, we need to go down to ICE and block her deportation. Well, not one we, Not one more do we want to lose. This is a sanctuary city. Yeah, she's an American. And she, uh, I don't know if, her, if, if, if all her paperwork is in order or Doesn't not. Doesn't matter, she's, been she's here, here. here. Since 2014, she's been here. So we, she's here. She's what I'm down saying roots. is we don't want to waste family. a perfectly good march on somebody who's here legally. And chances are she's going to be in the United States for at least 25 years. Could be, yeah. <laughs> because... 
But did she kill anyone here? Well, the raven-haired vamp stole and pawned two rings. This is in connection with the uh, uh, the larceny. A necklace, oh. a money clip. This is over $50,000 worth of shit that this online date had on him. And that's an, or at least, you know, maybe she went back to his place or something. Yeah. Uh, she also got a Rolex, some other pricey shit she stole from another guy. So here's the question. Where did she find the time to feed poison cheesecake to her lookalike <laughs> friend, Olga? What? <laughs> <laughs> Police say she gave the unsuspected woman a drug dessert and a bid to kill her and steal her identity. But police say Nazarova paid Olga a visit and as a gift brought a plain cheesecake containing... Uh, well, she brought a plain cheesecake containing uh, finazepam, hmm. which is a, a benzodiazepine. Right. And uh, Olga gobbled up the cake, which tasted huh. fine, but passed out moments later. The following day, her friend found her unconscious, dressed in lingerie with pills scattered around her body as if she tried to kill herself. Missing was her passport, her employment authorization card, some cash, and a gold ring. So, I, you know, if she's trying to, I guess she she's trying to evade the police. Uh, and and also, yeah. you know, uh, get rid of a, some woman named Olga in the process. A statement uh, in a statement following her arraignment, Queens DA Richard Brown said, "This is a bizarre and twisted crime that could have resulted in the death of a Queens woman whose only fault was that she shared similar features with the defendant. She's been in Rikers well, since her grandmother's Who's to, say, who's to say that's not a big fault? I mean, it took a. <laughs> right? I mean, look." I don't know if, if anybody should die for the way they look, but, uh, you know, we, we really haven't gotten a good look at her. May, uh, she, most recently, um, she lost her bid for a new court-appointed lawyer. That's her deal. In Queen's Supreme Court, 42-year-old Victoria Nazarova said, I don't see where my lawyer is doing any work. She asked the judge to replace her attorney, Melissa Kaplan. Now, hmm. I think that she's just after a male attorney so she can do a little, uh, figure out how to manipulate the situation. She can't, mani- right. she can't manipulate Melissa Kaplan. Right. She needs to find a male attorney. She could be like, you are a very handsome man. I could, we could make beautiful love together. Mm-hmm. If only you can get me off this wretched island. Now, Nasarova was arrested after authorities say she served poison cake to Olga. Now, she's a, the Rigo Park resident, nearly died as a result of eating this shit. Now, Judge Barry uh, shot down this idea. Judge Barry Cron. He shot this idea down. He said, you have no idea what you're talking about. Everything is moving along with appropriate process and procedure. Yes, but I am still in jail. Have, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but you I am in still jail. in jail, you, so he's not, he's not a good lawyer. I am in jail. I'm gavel here in a minute. Right? I wonder if this woman... Why are you? <laughs> I wonder if this woman knows my, my, um, my old girlfriend. Maybe she does. I mean, I'm sure she does. What's your old girlfriend's name? Pamela Bookbinder. Pamela Bookbinder. And they're being held in the same jail. For the same crime. Well, yeah, true. Attempted murder. Yeah. Uh, the Russian thing, the Russian murder has not even, that's a whole different deal. So just on this last deal with the cheesecake and the shit she stole, right? Yeah. Uh, here's here's what she's, uh, the charges. They include first degree burglary, first degree attempted assault, second degree assault, first degree reckless endangerment, first degree unlawful imprisonment, third degree grand larceny, petit larceny, and fifth degree criminal possession of stolen property. But why also, not of course, attempted, attempt, murder? attempted murder is oh, also oh, okay, a, it's yeah. the uh, top charge. Again, that's just the latest. So look, this woman here, I mean, I, it was seldom will you meet somebody who is uh, this much of a fucking problem. Um, I mean, like, I, yeah, it's I mean, a real she's like a loose cannon. Well, she just has to do crime. That's, that's somebody who's addicted to fucking breaking the law. That's yeah. a real... She's like a real um, outlier. She's an addict and a, and a fucking... I'd say somebody like that... Well, she's very friendly and very charming is what the uh, daughter said. You know, she said, like, she came over to visit one time and she... This girl... Uh, this this woman showed her the whole city, gave her a tour, and and the you know the the Nazarova was taking pictures and sending them back to her. So I guess she visited you know before she, so she had some acquaintance with the daughter. Her before. stand on edge of boat. Give me your passport and wallet. Let me <laughs> show you something. Stand right on edge. <laughs> uh, you ever go to Brighton Beach? Sure. All the Russian lifeguards. The Russian lifeguards? Yeah, isn't that the, isn't that the one where the, the, that's like a Russian beach, Brighton Beach? Yeah, but I don't think the lifeguards are necessarily Russian. Yeah, well, I, it's not like a requirement, right? But all these it's women whoever the Parks Department hires. 
Well, okay, man. Thanks for thanks for yes ending that little flight of fancy. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I I didn't know it was. I was like listening a, back the other day. You had one of those too. You're like, uh, I was saying that. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, nobody sets himself on fire to kill himself. People do that. <laughs> sure they do. <laughs> oh well, fuck me. Yeah, but then we 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 then then that turned that uh, we yes ended that and then you set me on fire and it hurt so we how are you it. recovering by the way it's you know I've got a lot of burns I've got this got to wear saran wrap all over my face as yeah, you I, see but I didn't okay. want to ask about it but I had to since you brought it up that's uh and and good thing that you had the the proper you know like uh, some silvadine on hand you know which yeah. is a silvadine is a it's something you can only get by prescription I think but man. It is really... What is Silvadine? Silva- I don't know what's in it. I've never heard of it. Is that for um, burns? Yeah. Well, I should see if I can get it, some. Well, must be what... I figured that you already got it. You didn't get any Silvadine? No, no, no. I've just been putting... So you um, didn't go to the doctor or the emergency no, room? No, 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 no. I've just been putting butter on this. <laughs> Great <laughs> butter, dude. That's not the thing to do. I know in the Bilgy D, a man named 37-year-old Fernando Lovano. He works for a company manufactures medical supplies. Knocked out cold. He was punched. He's a good dude. He works hard. He, 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 oh, what is the money he makes? He take care of the kids out here, buy them candy, pizza. Punched by an as-yet-unknown assailant at Aqueduct Avenue and Buchanan Place. And this crime took place in a one-square-mile section in New York called University Heights. It's the West Bronx region. Now, the West Bronx was actually the first area outside Manhattan, I bet you don't know this, hmm. to be annexed by the city. Oh. It was the first thing added on to Manhattan uh, to be a part of New York City, and it became an official part of New York City, 1874. And for over 20 years, New York consisted of just Manhattan and what was called the Annex District, which was uh, the West Bronx. Uh, Bronx, it was west of the Bronx River. You know, I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, cities were growing fast during that time. Population in the United States doubled, doubled between the end of the Civil War and the end of the 19th century. That's crazy. Well, they had a lot of... Um, 35 years. They had a lot of uh, immigration then. And I guess it was kind of at a low since they just killed all those dudes, so they had, you know, to replace all those soldiers that were dead. Yeah, and all the... Um, they also chased all the black people out of the, the city. Out of the city? Yeah. Out of what city? New York City. They chased all the black people out? Yeah. The black population of New York City, like, dropped radically. Between 1865 Around and 1900? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It did? Yeah. How, I, I, how do you know that? You mean just uh, um, percentage? How, how do you know that? Percentage-wise? Um, yeah, why, why do you know that? That's why do you the question. know that? Why do you know that? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm just making sure you're not bullshitting me. No, no, it's true. Because I was bullshitting before about, about the woman with the fucking case and all that stuff. None of that happened. What? That we whole... listened to that. It was just a big flight of fancy. That whole thing about that Russian woman? No, no, that was real. Oh. The thing about uh, the woman talking in public. That was just all bullshit? All was fictionalized. What, I apologize what, what for making... That was like <laughs> so was boring. Really long... <laughs> What are you talking about? You were outraged by the time I finished that story. Well, I mean, it was... You... I, I, I turned you into a feminist, almost. I mean, I wouldn't go that far. Well, um, I, I didn't know this about the uh, black population. of. Uh, you know, what, what is the reason for that? Do you have any idea? Well, uh... And why do you know that? A lot of them were um, forced out, chased out during the draft riots during in like 1860 when you say chased out it makes it sound as if like they they were just running for their lives or something kind of well they killed a lot of them during the draft riots draft riots yeah during the civil war when um they wanted to draft people to fight in the civil war yeah uh you know there was a, a lot of people in new york city were not that keen they didn't really care that much about the the Civil War, right? As far as they were concerned, the South could secede because they didn't, and and most of the country felt that way until uh, the, a shot was fired in South Carolina. But I mean, even throughout no, the, no, Civil War, the Civil they War, they had to bring up race and slavery as an issue right. to sort of feed. But the thing is, like all the Irish immigrants to New York, really had no interest in going and fighting to free the slaves in the South. Yeah, even with that, they still didn't want to go. Yeah, so they there were riots in New York, and they um, at that time, 
uh, I think it was still then, uh, there were like, um, now was it during that period that the blacks, the cent- where, where Central Park is now was largely a black slum, and uh, they went and lynched a few of them, uh, and a bunch were chased out. So, um, well, yeah, you mean because they didn't want to be lynched? Yeah, they uh, decided to leave. They decided to leave. Okay, well, that's very, very interesting. I did not know that. You know, the South was left out of all that growth because yeah. it was just devastated by the Civil War. Yeah, I had no idea what it, what what a big role tariffs played in all that. Yeah, it was all about tariffs. It really was yeah. Northern aggression. Don't start doing that now. Come on. What? Add on to it. What are you looking at on your? I'm phone? looking up stuff Could about you be black more bored? population. Well, well, then we'll stick with that. What is um, it? Tell me. I don't. Know. <laughs> I don't think you are. The, I was. Um, yes, you're right. It was about tariffs. It was a war of northern aggression. It was a war of conquest on the part of Lincoln. And Lincoln and was elected without one uh, without one electoral vote from the South. I know. Which is it's stunning. It's well, amazing. Trump was elected without any. He had electoral votes the from the Northeast. None. In the northeast, did he win any part of? Did he win one of Maine? Maine, maybe. I, I thought he. Uh, I, I probably. Who knows? But that's a much won, smaller region. He won no. Trump won zero electoral votes on the west coast. Yeah, you know Washington State is is uh, basically just California Junior. It's only worse. Kind of. How about yeah. Oregon? It's same shit. Yeah, Washington State, Oregon—they should just, all of them really should secede. It would be fine with me. I mean, why? It's just a drain. I know. Do they do anything for for the rest of us? Nope. I don't think so. What? It's like a spawning ground for Junior Anifa. Yep. Uh, anyway, the South, uh, that, that whole Civil War deal is very, very, very a lot more should... complex than I realized. Last year, I was up at the, um, I was in Harlem. I was at the library, and I left and. They had the uh, Harlem Book Fair going on. So I was like, oh, this is interesting. And I see a... Um, the Harlem Book Fair. Yeah. I saw that represented in the Obama story. Oh, really? Barack Obama. Yeah, he goes there. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's funny. Um, so I'm Ralph walking, Ellison, Invisible Man, right? Yeah. So I'm walking through it, and I see like all these booths, and I see a big um, Confederate flag waving. I actually, like, I actually read Invisible Man thinking it was going to be about... An, an invisible man. Right. Well, it's I not. was very disappointed, but you saw a Confederate flag waving at the Harlem Book Fair. So I'm like, huh, interesting. So I head over just to see, and there's this black guy running this um, booth, and his whole thing is that he has all these books there uh, about how the Confederacy was not anti-black. It was not about slavery. That the Confederacy had many black supporters. And he also had a whole bunch of stuff about how the KKK was a non like the original KKK had a lot of black members. <laughs> a lot of black members? Yeah, it was huh. really kind of confusing. But and the thing is I was trying to talk to him about it, but then it became clear he wasn't he was really there to talk to his fellow blacks, not to like argue with or just to sort of explain things to like not to shoot the shit with Seth. Yeah, to shoot the shit with some some white man. You ever noticed you never see a black guy named Seth? It's just, you just don't see it. Uh, yeah, I don't think I have seen too many black people named Seth, but there's a lot of, um, it's not, I mean, people are always like, oh, Seth, that's a Jewish name, but it's really not. I mean, there's a mm. lot of people who aren't Jewish named Seth. It's largely a Jewish name. Seth McFarland. Yeah. Seth Lugo, who plays, who's a pitcher. Well, the Jews popularized it. But I don't it's, think it, that's it, true. Doesn't it's all, it originate I, like, a, like, it's like, isn't it a biblical name? It is a biblical name, but it's not. Like, Jews who name the Jews traditionally did not use pre Abrahamic names from the Bible. Like, Seth is the third son of Adam. Wait, so they don't use. I know that there's, there's Jews named Adam. There like, are, but it's traditionally, there weren't. Um, like Adam Carolla, he's not Jewish. He is in show business. Adam uh, Arkin, Jewish, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just saying traditionally. Okay, that's interesting. Anyway, I, did, I didn't know that. Pre-Abrahamic names, Seth, not for Jews. Yeah, Seth. Um, I mean, I think there's a lot of. Like, it's kind of like a hillbilly type name. 
Seth. Seth. Like the sort you know, of people yeah. who name their kids like Hepsodiah. Like Jeb or something. Yeah. I, I, it seems Jedediah. Like, yeah. Get over here, Ezekiel. Yeah, exactly. I knew a guy named Obed that was, oh, short, okay. it was short for obedience. Obey. Really? Yep. That's what he said. Obed. Like Seth Myers is not Jewish. Yeah, no, clearly not. Clearly not. No, no, he isn't. No, he's clearly not Jewish. Yeah. Really? He's, he doesn't seem Jewish to me. No, he isn't. Um, I'm trying to look but up. But he's the... doing his best to appear Jewish with that Jew name. <laughs> All right, take this. Here's a bunch of people named Seth. Oh, well, Seth Curry, brother of Stefan Curry. Oh, so Seth... wait, you Googled non Jews Seth... named Seth? No, just people named Seth. Seth Ablade, Ghanaian soccer player. Seth Griffith. Canadian ice hockey player, Seth Johnson, retired former England international footballer. There's a bunch of people named Seth. Seth, 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 Ivan Dixon, as we know from uh, Hogan's Heroes, the uh, gentleman of color. Oh, really? Yeah. Ivan Dixon, Lee Dixon, uh, professional. How about the author of The Klansman? Oh, the author of The Klansman. What was his first name? Thomas Dixon. Thomas Dixon, yes. Uh, That's uh, that's a book I've never read. Oh, I read it. Never wanted to, but (laughs) it's... uh, it's really good. It's all about the um, origins of the Ku Klux Klan. Yeah. But it doesn't, I, it must not be very historically accurate because it doesn't have any doesn't black, mention, early early black founders. Isn't that <laughs> weird? I, I, they're sort of like, maybe that guy was one of those like uh, black Israelites. Uh, no, he wasn't. He was like really just into, um, I got his card, but I forgot his name. You got his card? Yeah. He had a card? He had like a postcard. Guy at the booth? Yeah. Maynard Dixon? Blackconfederates.blogspot.com Black Confederate Warriors of Dixie. Defending the Black Confederate soldiers and making a stand against those people. Black Confederates. Uh, Here we are, the root. Now, this is where you get the stuff that keeps it 100. That's what I care about. The myth of black confederates is arguably the most controversial subject of the Civil War. So if they're calling it a myth, obviously it's not true. Over the past four years, the debate over whether or not blacks fought in the Confederacy has been one of the most discussed topics on uh, a popular website. Uh, Almost every Civil War historian today repudiates the idea of thousands of blacks fighting for the South. Repudiates it. Brooks Simpson and uh, Fergus, I don't know, Bordowich? are uh, representative in their uh, dismissals. The notion of black Confederates betrays a pattern of distortion, deception, and deceit. Interesting. That must be a gentleman of color because it's like a, a lot of alliteration in that sentence. Is that, does that seem like a racist thing to say? Because they do like alliteration sometimes when they speak uh, about these types. A pattern of distortion, deception, and deceit. You say God... Bless America, I say God damn America. Um, yeah, there's a whole lot of stuff about black Confederates that everybody can go look up. Yes. Uh, apparently this is uh, not crime related, but however, <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, you know, we, we could talk all about how New York was created. It's really not that, uh, we'll, we'll do it another time. Enough history yeah. because now... Uh, we're looking in violent Brooklyn where the New York Post reports a man has been arrested for hacking off the arm of his pregnant wife. Oh, wow. Was that because he was hungry? Certainly the symmetry, if not the balance, of 35-year-old young Lou's even younger wife was corrupted by hubby Lou's sudden cutting. The 31-year-old Sunset Park victim 
was Thursday waiting for her seven-year-old to finish school as a 31-year-old Sunset Park victim sometimes will Thursday wait in the violent borough. Of this, by early afternoon, young Lou had finally had enough. He severed his wife's right arm at the bicep using a steak knife. The what? The crazed husband also removed two fingers from her left hand, adding injury to injury. Young Lou was apprehended in the honeymoon capital of the world, Niagara Falls, oh. where a suspicious bus driver turned him in after Lou tried to bribe him to sneak him across the border. On one hand, for young Lou, uh, a, a little light and short at 58160 to twice sever fingers plus once an arm, you've got to hand it to Lou, sir, is quite a feat. But in disarming his young wife, on the other hand, Young Lou has cut himself off from any form of polite society, if such a society still exists in any form. And for that, Young Lou is alone to blame, regardless of the context of the carving or the outcome of the criminal proceedings. Decent people, former friends, will keep him at arm's length. How did he cut off her arm with a steak knife? He, uh... I mean, I could understand if committed she was to dead. The, He committed to the bit. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean, uh, you would think she might, yeah, she must have been she might have sedated, yeah, right. drug her first, uh, feed her poison cake. I just don't know. He's, she's still in a medically induced coma, or was, uh, as of this writing, which is, you know, admittedly not yesterday. But uh, young Lou was apprehended, uh, and uh, Skip to Malou, his wife, is, uh, you know. In a coma. In a, in, had been in a coma. No, Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah. I would like to know the circumstances, the situation, the, the conversation leading up to this. What uh, could it be? What was what, it? She was waiting for somebody? She, was, she had been waiting for, uh, for him to come home, for her son to come home. She's 31. She lives in Sunset Park. How old was the son? Uh, son, uh, you know, I believe he's like uh, her seven-year-old son to finish school. And seems all kosher so far. I don't see it. Yeah, but, it doesn't but seem he, like when, when, anybody would. I mean, when you said severed his wife's arm at the bicep, I assumed it was with like a machete and like one, like you'd have to swing it really hard. But like, sure. imagine taking a steak knife and trying to cut someone's arm off at the bicep. Yes. I think in my mind, the way I see it happening is that like, uh, you know, like, it's not like he was like, okay, put your arm there, and then he starts cutting. It's like he's like, yeah, you know, and just like, <laughs> just saws into it with a vigor, you know. And uh, that it had, you know, that, that's the way it would have to be. It's I mean, he would have life. to, like, kneel down, like, with, say, his left leg across her torso and his right leg, like, pinning her elbow, or his right knee pinning her elbow, and then just. Which, easily done. And then just, like, sawing through her arm? Yep. With a steak knife. I mean, and it's and a steak knife, every steak knife I've ever had feels kind of flimsy. Yeah. It doesn't feel... Uh, now, I guess that there are... I mean, maybe they mean, really, like, yeah. a, like, a good-sized kitchen knife? Well, you know, in Japan, the foot can split wood, but you can't cut <laughs> off an arm with it. I wonder if he tried slicing a tomato right after he cut through that bone, you know, just to see if it lost its edge. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. Um, that's. Uh, he also took off two fingers. On the same arm? Left hand. Or on the other arm? No, on the other one. See, it wouldn't really matter if it was that arm because you're like, fuck it. Maybe he was like, maybe he cut off the two fingers first and he was like, here's how you cut off an arm. You start low and then work your way up. And then he realized, hold on, I don't have to do it this way. I can just cut off right at the top. Yeah, he's like, what? What am I? These, <laughs> fuck this baby step shit. You know what I mean? He's like, yeah. he's on. Forget the training wheels. I'm going full bore. Yeah. yeah he could have cut off a leg. He could have cut off. Uh, I mean, I think that his wife, if he cut off the, fi he must have cut off the fingers first because you don't go arm and then like you know double back to fingers. I don't think. So it must have been fingers first, and then she was just so demoralized, and she's like, whatever. Maybe she's just that submissive to her husband. She's right. that good of a wife that she's just like, oh yeah, cut off arm. While he, she was washing dishes, he did it. Yeah, she just, and she kept washing the dishes. Uh, yeah. In, in fact, they would never get with clean. her feet. <laughs> this is the spurting blood. Right. Thank God the suspicious bus driver turned him in. I mean, that's. Uh, did you ever wonder about uh, that thing on the? Uh, you, you ever see the Three Stooges and and they do this bit of business where he says, like, Niagara Falls, slowly I turned. No. 
You've never seen, uh, I guess you haven't seen that many of the uh, episodes. That's I don't like the Three Stooges. Okay. Jewish, so, Jewish they may be. Yes, they, yeah, they are quite Jewish. Uh, Curly's real name is Seth, by the way. Really? Seth Howard. <laughs> Curly Howard, Larry Fine, Mo Howard. And, uh, yeah, all Jewish. Uh, Larry has the most Jewish look, I think. Maybe. Um, Curly doesn't look Jewish to me. But I think with hair and a more normal, you put a yarmulke on him, I'm sold. He kind of has, like, that arminid head. Arm, whoa, arminid? Arminid. What? <laughs> Is this something you studied in the Klansman or the... <laughs> Kind of <laughs> different skull sizes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Curly does have like a very like small head. It looks small, but maybe that's in relation to his body. Well, but it's I think like bra- bra- brachycephalic. He's like brachycephalic. That is really fun to say, isn't it? Brachycephalic. Yeah. What does it mean? Like it's a certain type of head shape where, like, uh-huh. you know, like the back of the skull kind of doesn't really. Jut out very much. It's not cephalic, but it's brachycephalic. Yeah. Brachy sounding like an adjective. Uh, you should see this Vinnie Barbarino looking motherfucker because elsewhere in violent Brooklyn, a violent borough grand jury has indicted accused Brooklyn pedo, 27 year old Abraham Samotin, uh, possibly Jewish, uh, since we're doing this. What's his last name? Samotin. How do you spell it? S A M O T I N. S-A-M-O-T-I-N. First name is Abraham, so that is like Abraham. It's not pre-Abraham. Abraham. Samotin. Hard to say. Hard to yeah, okay. Say. Well, he he certainly looks uh, either Italian or yeah. uh, it could be like Samotino or something like that. Right. Yeah, and he Pretty changed short. it out of shame. Yeah. Uh, well, they they busted him on a raft of sex crimes, following a stomach churning abuse by a very young female in Crown Heights. Uh, yeah. Oh, you know what? It's probably a Russian named Zamotin, so he he could be Jewish. Uh, he's he's got this like big thick uh, sort of horse shack head of hair kind of almost. Uh, he pleaded not guilty, although he verified uh, his. Uh, he pleaded not guilty, although he verified his image in surveillance photographs with the child. Police say he lured the girl into a basement stairwell and alleged and uh, illegally molested her. It's what I point out. He illegally molested her. Oh. Uh, to, to distinguish legal, it from legal. the legal form of molestation, yeah. which is very narrow. Uh, he tells a different story. He says, I saw her and thought she needed help. I walked help across being the street. Molested. <laughs> I was like, someone's molesting her. It's sort of like when you see that girl that has you. been asked to dance, you know, and you go, oh, that's just heartbreaking. Let me help you out. I walked across the street and told her that I am a doctor and wanted to check her for <laughs> bruises. Or if she was bleeding from her private Wait, this part. is what he told her. He this said, is, I'm a doctor. This is what he said. I, I explained that I'm a doctor. Are you a doctor? No. But he didn't see this as a confession? This was his explanation? This was his... Yes, exactly. This, this is how he was, like, acquitting story, himself. The story he tells, yes. This is exactly. his alibi. This is his uh, exculpatory evidence, right? Uh, he wanted to see if she was bleeding from a private part, he told her. Now, uh, as we quote this guy, it's important to note that as seasoned reporters of, of crime... We have heard it all. So everyone is innocent until proven guilty. But sometimes it's our responsibility to help the community. Sometimes that involves, and I know it's not the role of a reporter to judge, but I'm going to step outside that role for just a second and make a judgment of sorts. Now, not of the man, but of his story. Uh, Let let me cut to the chase. We don't believe him. No. Well, I believe that that he went and said all this stuff. I, I, I don't... I, now, I don't know what you think. Well, I don't it's care like break, for, break, I'm confident, not you, Seth, but I do care, but just hear me out. I, I'm trying to be a good citizen, okay? Uh, okay. And, and my duty to the community outstrips my loyalty to the profession I love. But to say that this show does not aim to editorialize is easily the biggest understatement that one could possibly make. The title says report. It's This is not the New York City crime report opinion where we just say wherever whatever the fuck we want. Sometimes I wish it was, but yeah. zoom in, take a second, and, and look at this just a little closer. First of all, and this is the first thing I'd like to make everybody aware of because it goes pretty fast. I saw her. I thought she needed help, but notice he doesn't say why he had that impression. Why was, was she walking with a limp? Was right. she distressed? Was she calling out, help, help, help? That's the first inkling you get that something could be amiss. It doesn't prove anything. Something about it, it just starts to activate that little mechanism you develop. You know what I mean? Right. You have that, Seth, don't you? That little bullshit detector? Little bit. You're you're like a detective. Me. You. As Personal. a reporter. As a reporter, a yeah, writer yeah, of news. Yeah. Uh, right. You have a big spread in the post. 
coming up. It's yeah. all about Cuomo. You do your research. Yeah. You're a street guy. You're a, you're a man of of not only of letters but of the fucking street. Yes. And over the years, I've become like a walking lie detector. You know, that's pretty cool. Yes, you have. But if I don't help people, what's the point? So this Samotin, There's no point. This Dr. Samotin, whose medical training has enabled him to diagnose little girls from across the street, <laughs> right. walked the little girl into the basement stairwell outside her uh, Crown Heights home now as a physician. And I don't know if he's a pediatrician or what kind of doctor this guy is. Radiologist. But regardless, he, sh- he should... And I'm sure he does know that only... Uh, Autolaryngologists. It's, it's most likely filthy down there. Basements, you could, it's not the cleanest place to conduct some kind of a exam. ad hoc physical exam. Right. That's why medicine happens in a doctor's office and not in a basement yeah. stairwell. Second of all, it's not standard medical practice to just stop a child in the street and administer medical attention, period. And for even suggesting that an examination take place, the Office of Professional Medical Conduct should be notified, and that board should, and I'm sure they will, take a long look at suspending his medical license. I agree. I don't know if he should be practicing. If you had an appointment to see him Monday, <laughs> would you cancel? I would. I would. At this point, yeah, especially because he's, he's under arrest, it's too, just, right? It's just, well, I mean, he might have bailed out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He might have gotten bailed out. Uh, but uh, yeah, they, but maybe, maybe he's a psychologist, in which case, or a psychiatrist, maybe. in which case, it's not such a bad thing to have an appointment down there. I guess that's true. If he's a psychiatrist or a psychologist, then okay. But he, a psychiatrist only. Uh, he says he was concerned she'd been a victim of an, an abuse. Now, Dr. Sorotin continues, <laughs> I kissed her on the cheek and stomach to calm her down. Uh, he denied kissing her anywhere else after moving her underwear to the side during his examination. Now, now sure. this is this was what he said he did. Yes, this is what he said he did <laughs> in order to conduct exculp- his investigation. Exculpate himself. <laughs> I don't care if you are a doctor. You don't. I'm just not a fan of this kind of contact. This this physical. Like kissing even the if, patient on the stomach to even, calm her down. Yeah, a medical professional. At least, aren't you supposed to have? This. Aren't you supposed to have like a female nurse present? That's another thing. Yeah. I mean, her parents should be notified if there's an appointment going on. I mean, normally, I know that doctors are good people. Yeah. Normally, there's payment. So I guess he's just going to, you know, there's not going to be a record of this. You know? So maybe he just, maybe he's thinking he's just going to get a little cash in hand. Yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. Um, but uh, it's just a question mark, you know? I mean, is this a new patient? Uh, you know, like, if you're listening and you're in the medical field, you, maybe you could set, shed some light on this. My thinking is that at best, uh, you know, that, that he, is, he's, he thinks he sees something and he's maybe not very, you know, experienced as a doctor. He's a young man. And, he, and he's just trying to do more good than he has, the, frankly, the ability to do. Yeah. You know, you got to feel sorry for everybody in this story. Yeah. It's it's, one of those cases. It's sad for the doctor. It's sad for the girl, you know, but... It's uh, one of those cases. Hey, Pat. Yeah, yeah. I got to... I got to wrap up. Well, uh, I got to wrap up. A little bit more to this story. (laughs) Okay. I'll bear with you. Maybe not right in the middle of the story. Oh, I thought thought we were wrapping that one up. No, look, I I, I, I see you have other things on your mind. (laughs) A little bit. It's something. I mean, a little bit. Family related? Is there a problem at home? No, nothing like that. Oh, is it dinner? Stuff like that. Dinner. All right. Well, quoting from one of the fine tabloids here in New York City, the Daily News said, uh, "Samotin said he heard the child screaming as he walked away from the building, and he started to run (laughs) because I thought it was. I thought something bad happened." So here we, we see an allegedly good impulse he had uh, basically being turned on its ear. The moment he thinks something's happened to her, he starts to run, showing what a coward he is. So it's not necessarily related to his ability as a doctor. I'm sure in his mind <laughs> he's gone out of his way to check the girl's private parts and kiss her stomach. <laughs> if something Jesus. bad should befall her after that, hey, he's a doctor, right? He's, 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 he's not a vigilante. Uh, I guess. Right. So, I mean, as luck would have it, uh, he is a, cr- a career criminal. He has uh, two oh. other pending cases, burglary and theft charges. I don't. I never understand why somebody who has who's making doctor money, who has a career, <laughs> is a... And I, now my bullshit detector did not pick this up. Right. That he's also, you know, a burglar. 
and a thief. Uh, he's charged with first degree criminal sex act, sex abuse in the first and second degree, sexual misconduct, endangering the welfare of a child and harassment. I guess this is all separate from his, you know, whatever they charge a doctor with. But, uh, you know, by his story, he's trying That's to help. That's terrible. Yeah. And then he ends up molesting her uh, in a dark uh, basement stairwell, as it turned out. Uh, I guess he was right. She did need some help. And I, I hope that this guy, uh, you know, gets the guidance he needs from a more experienced sort of a physician. There's something to be said for those old Sabo. Well, that's they really why they have do, the, the re these long residency programs and internships. <laughs> so right. You know? <laughs> and if you just streamline that stuff, you know, to try to fill a need, no, 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 this no, is no. what ends up yeah, happening. Gotta, really, it's the state's fault. It's the city and the state. The state licensing authorities really need to be brought to account. I think us. you're right about this. Well, hey, Seth, um, it, it's a, a pleasure talking to oh, you. Thanks, I, Pat. I only wish we had uh, Another more time. A couple hours to uh, do this. <laughs> I don't have any friends this is it for me. <laughs> I, uh, there's the, that's the end. But uh, so, I get like, it. Uh, everybody, be I get sure it. and read uh, that Cuomo piece. Yeah, and pray for the victims of uh, you know the medical profession. Yeah, the grinding wheels as they continue to roll over potential good doctors. Yeah, turn them into bad Sucks. doctors. I hate to see this. Uh, thanks for listening, and uh, you know, if you uh, happen to be in New York City, look me up. I will, you know, possibly uh, be able to walk you into a show. Why not? If you want to come and see me do live stand up, come to New York. I am like a fucking tourist. I'm a dream to a tourist. I'm oh, telling yeah. you, I've taken people to, around the city. I've taken them to restaurants. Where to get the best frankfurters and hamburgers? And it's let's true. go to the Statue of Liberty. I, not that it's one. True, he's there uh, like three times a week. <laughs> I'm a tour guide. And yeah, yeah. It doesn't yeah. cost you shit, uh, except that, you know, hey, you're a subscriber to the show, and that's how much I appreciate it. Uh, since 2011, New York City Crime Report, we continue on. I will do this show till I die. So Thank I God. missed a week. Big fucking deal. Uh, now the show is back. We turned off the air conditioner for today. Seth is miserable. I hope you're happy. It's great being in this room with all the rancid stale cigarette smoke and no air conditioning and oh why well, i guess you want to be set on fire again <laughs> maybe anthony uh mentions on the patreon he goes you should have burned seth uh with a cigarette or something just to get like a, a you know more of an honest reaction more of a mm. more of a real response to being on fire to being burned well, okay yeah that well <laughs> I, I relied on your improv skills and uh, I stand by the decision not to burn you. Yeah, I think maybe it, it was probably better that way. Okay, now one more thing. If you have okay, a okay. okay, just one more thing, because we have a, an email from a listener. We have two emails from, from uh, we have two listener emails, and I'm going to read them in the, the, in the order that they came in, okay? So here we go. Uh, this comes to us from Kyle, who uh, we have heard from before. Remember Kyle? He was in... Uh, He's a fellow yeah, in, yeah, in yeah. England, I believe, right. in the U.K. or something. Uh, so, okay, he says, uh, hey, Pat, it's been a while, and I'm uh, back down south with my partner's grandparents in Plymouth again, so I think there's no more appropriate time to ask you a question. He says, uh, before that, though, I want to applaud you for the Gavin McInnes episode uh, podcast, and, and uh, thank you very much for that. He said, I nearly crashed my car with laughter. Of course, the steering wheel's on the wrong side. Of the That's thing. why that doesn't help. And everybody Wild. drives on the wrong <laughs> sides. Wild, whilst listening to it, and uh, although at some points he does chat some shit, it is nice to hear people actually speak their minds. That's the spirit that we want yeah. people to have when listening to the show. Exactly yeah, definitely. that. Thank you for that compliment. On to the question. He says, as someone who has experienced marriage multiple times and had a vast amount of experience in that area. I would say vast is the word. Yep. I am uh, interested in what the concept of marriage is to you. What's the idea of marriage? Uh, what does the idea of marriage symbolize in your mind? How do you identify a functional marriage and dysfunctional aspects? What made you draw the line and break till death do you part? Mm. There's so many questions. It goes in stemming from that line of thought. Uh, what, what do you think the term love between two partners uh, what do you take that to mean? He said, I know I'm asking for a lot of shit. It's nice hearing some words of wisdom. This is where he butters us up uh -huh. uh, so that we, uh, you know, don't feel overworked by right. these questions. Uh, from someone, uh, he said, words of wisdom from someone you essentially, and he put it in quotes, look up to. Uh, so I, I, he's not willing to say he looks up to, no, to me no, or no. us. 
Uh, it has to go in quotes. I understand. That's your baby stepping, and now you can enjoy the air, <laughs> the sound of the air. It's happening. Uh, just that's fine. So go ahead. It's just a little bit. Cool, cool yourself down. We're not even going to sweat it. <laughs> Once again, I want to thank you for the brilliant content you continue to make. This guy is really great. Yeah, I like this guy a lot. Well, he really. Um his praise seems a little fulsome, but... I don't he also know. says, and also, I, you won't think that after hearing this sentence, and also, I hope you make sure that Seth Barron knows he is loved, too. Oh, really? He so, doesn't say that. <laughs> it's right there, I'm telling you. Oh, yeah. I don't copy hey, guy, thanks. So, yeah, <laughs> right, great dude. Right. Okay, so what's the... And, and now you'll join me in answering this, I hope. You have one marriage behind you. You have one marriage uh, that's uh, currently ongoing, going on. Yeah. Ongoing. I have two in the past... I have one ongoing. Just what? working on your third divorce? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, there's going to be so little work with that divorce. <laughs> uh, what is the idea of marriage symbolized in your mind? And how do you uh, identify functional marriage, dysfunctional? Okay, now, I like the way it's posed, personally, that what marriage symbolizes. Because there's a wedding, vows are taken, rings are exchanged. That's all, you know, symbolic of the beginning of a union. Yeah. So that's what that symbolizes. Right. But a lot of times people live together. You might have seen this. They live together for a while, and marriage, uh, it kind of, it may be considered a possible uh, eventuality of that arrangement. And that's point number one. It's not the same thing. Some people will say, "Well, we're as good as married." No, you're not. You're not. No. Uh, did you live with your wife before you married them? I mean, a little bit, but after we got engaged. Yeah, after engaged. That's what I did with Mandy. I lived with the one woman for years before we got married. Okay. Uh, the second wife. The other one, uh, I didn't. He, the, you know, the second question is, you know, what does it symbolize? So I guess he's basically like, what do you, what, what is marriage to you? What? What's marriage to me? Yeah. What is it? Uh, you know, oh. what is it? What is it, What does the word mean? What is the the the? What does that relationship represent? It's like two people made one flesh. That's like making a baby, right? Even even if there is no baby. Like two people, one flesh. Yeah. Uh, well, for me, uh, <laughs> marrying somebody doesn't mean you'll stay together forever. You may or may not. People make mistakes. Uh, but I, so we go, what's the big deal about marriage if you can actually get out of it? Right. It's because that is the fucking worst. It's a kind of pain. Getting divorced is so much more painful than just breaking up. up. Yeah. Yes. But it, true. it I mean, I don't know what it is. It's like there's layers on layers of shit where you're just like, man, this is like a big deal in my life, and this represents something that you really invested and hoped in crumbling. A girlfriend it's, is just yeah. like a girlfriend. Well, it's like setting up a bunch of trip wires to your breakup. Like, or obstacle. It's like putting a whole bunch of, like... Fail-safes. Yeah, so to make it really hard to break up. It does do that, yeah. Well, legally... Uh, yeah, I guess it does do that. But I mean, <laughs> it's also just more painful, I think, yeah. because you're admitting something, uh, the failure of something. It's like a. Yeah. There's a lot of hope in divorce, though. So I always say by the time you pull like the trigger when they on divorce. detonated the Superdome. It's exactly like that. Uh, the uh, the d divorce is hope. And you can say romance is dead, but if my wife wanted to leave me and divorce me, I would say, good. Go for it. Do it. Well, because why would you want to be with someone who doesn't want to be with you? Exactly. And the moment that happens, then she's not who I thought she was. Definitely. It's true. So, so, fuck it. You know? And, and, and like, look, and here's, the, and here's the other thing, is that, like, if, if this marriage doesn't work out, here's why I won't feel bad about it. Because I gave it my best, and if she doesn't like that, fuck her. You know? It wasn't easy. Yeah. So, I mean, not that that's cooking or anything. Uh only marry somebody you're willing to give your best to even when you don't want to over and over when it injures your pride you gotta marry somebody that you believe in 100% even when you're not getting it back in a timely way it's true yeah you gotta marry somebody who doesn't need to change at all somebody who doesn't even if they never get any better at all you're good, and, and even if they get worse, like a right. little or a lot worse, because they very they well probably will. They probably will, and you got to be really good with that with that core thing. Yeah, and look, I mean, it's not shitty like this often necessarily, but it will feel like that at some point. I guarantee Hell yeah. you, you will feel like, man, I am doing a lot of fucking giving, and that's when you go, oh, I guess it's time to give. That's right. You don't get to you fucking... You give and give, and you, then you give some more. And then you give some more, and then they go... and then, So you have to be able... 
I think, in a, you have to be able to say what you need, which means don't get married until you are the person you intend to be, right? Yep. I wasn't that until I was 40-something. And it has nothing to do with the other person, how solid your relationship is, how in love you are, or what anyone else thinks. You know, like, although you should listen when people talk about, about shit. Yep. Like this, but uh, you won't. Nope. Uh, so, uh, yeah, is that mine? Oh, what is this? Oh, it's my fucking wife. Okay, well, this will be interesting. Hello? Okay, I love you too. Are you okay? This is what marriage means, is like stopping everything to take yeah. this call. Uh, thanks for listening to New York City Crime Report. Is it over?